and Ron. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. Come and get it. And now your hosts, Greg Holland. It makes it hot. Parker and Brian Freeman. All right, it is, and we are the Modern Eater Show right here, live on iHeartRadio and broadcasting from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. What a beautiful night. We're going to get it going. It's exciting energy here in the kitchen. Um, do we got a crowd out there? We're live. Do we got a crowd? We got a crowd, one or two people? <laughs> uh, cool show tonight. We're going to go, uh, you know, first of all, Thanksgiving on the horizon. Ooh, here. I know. I know. I'm thinking about bringing in the turkey for next week. The voice of Brian Freeman, Jay Parker's here, little Rich Schneider in Miami. Hope you're doing well, Rich. We'll see you soon. And uh, Dave Avery and Kenyon George, the intern. So The Kenyon, the intern. We're all here. It. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, big show. Thanksgiving is on the horizon, Brian. Are you looking forward to it? Do you have big plans? I'm excited. Actually, I'm taking my kids out of town this year. I'm going to Disneyland for the week. That you sounds know? miserable. Ah, oh, come on, man. Not for. I've got a 12, Disneyland. a 10-year-old, a 15-year-old. I mean, the 15-year-old doesn't want to, but yeah. Yeah, we're, we're taking off. We're having fun. Oh, good. Um, so right now, Amber Strohauer from Strohauer Farm, she's here with us tonight. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Love it. Uh, you got I mean, Thanksgiving potatoes are pretty synonymous. I think yes. everybody has potatoes on their uh, table for Thanksgiving. I hope so. <laughs> well, I and mean, if you're in Colorado, I, I would imagine you have Strohauer potatoes on your on your table because you you all are blown up. You're all over the place. You're I, I I've known your dad for a long time. What yeah. you've done is awesome. He's extending the season. We're going to get all into that tonight. We are Strohauer Farms in the house. <laughs> also coming up, Christopher Moore and uh, Scott Gladney, Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. Uh, yeah, I got a couple of people here with them. We're, we're covering the whole gamut. D- Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink, if you don't know where it is, it's off. It's by the Metro Campus. I'm right in there. It's right in the Springfield Hotel. Yep. And, Come on uh, now. Uh, it's a place that where I, I got to tell you, I've told Chris already that uh, I think the statute of limitations has ran out, but I think I was kicked out of there once. I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't know. <laughs> the place has only been around for like five years. Come on. <laughs> no picture on the wall, so I'm fine. I, I will return, but a great place. And I can't wait to see Chef Christopher Moore in the kitchen tonight cooking. So, uh, Chef, he's a longtime friend. He's family of the Modern Eater Show. We'll catch up with Christopher Moore. And then uh, the perfect beef. I'm excited about that. It's something that we uh, is there such thing? Really, yes, there is. There is, and I'll tell you, everyone who's tasted it. I love to talk it, yeah. agriculture. I love to talk uh, ranching and beef. And there's so many different models when it comes to um, product with beef. But can't wait to catch up with. Listen, you. all I can say is three words: local, okay, I local. Like that. I like that. Local, and I, it's I all like three of the things that any big ranch does about where they raise it. Where they get their food and where they slaughter it. And they're one of the only places in the state that does it all local. So we've got a lot to talk about. That's a good one right there. Uh, Landlock Ales also here. And um, they've got some delicious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That had to have been Nick. (laughs) Nick Stafford and Tyler will be up here from Landlock Ales. And they're also doing a hard seltzer that I want to talk to them about. Dustin Evans. You know Dustin Evans. He'll be in booze and news. All the booze news you can use. And Dustin, uh, he's been around for a, a, a while now, and um, wait, the, they're booze, right? It's great. Oh, no, it's, it's more than great. 
come on. He's never won any, any award or any, you know, he's just a guy. He built the most beautiful it is a nice distillery in, Link, in Littleton. Amber, what's, uh, what do you hate on Thanksgiving table? Ooh. Ooh, is it the cranberry lock? Uh. Do you like everything? Okay. Is it the this green is going to be one that, you know, I don't <laughs> like pumpkin pie. You don't like pumpkin oh, pie? Oh, okay. I, interesting. I like a pecan pie. I'm with you, girl. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. So it's the pumpkin That's pie. Interesting. You can do without. Is it the texture? Do you not like it how it's, I mean, it's like custard in a, a pie shell. Yeah, it's, it's just not like satisfying enough. Yeah, okay, okay. I, I can totally buy that all day long because I'm the guy with I, the three of us what at the table. What about you, Brian? Oh, yeah. I'm a pecan guy, hands what down. What do you not like on the Thanksgiving table? Ooh, that's hard. That's a hard, hard. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> like there's staples for me that you that have to be there. I, and I'm a guy, you want to, I'm a guy, it's it's not like what do I not like you, because I think there's not nothing answer, that I don't. You? You're not it's what answer. I do like. Okay. Because I, I, I also like question. I like so you like everything. I like turkey and ham. Okay, I'm a guy who likes Jay. both both meats at uh, at Thanksgiving. Jay, what do you not like? I was thinking about it while you guys were talking about it, and I don't have anything real good. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I like it. I really do like it all. I'll say this: when I was younger. I was afraid of the cranberry slices that come out of the oh, can yeah. and then you slice it down like <laughs> hey, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is not a cranberry you slice. Still, oh. That is like a squeezed tube of hey, well, You can still be afraid of hey, weird listen. stuff coming out. Hey, Freeman, yeah. that's my mom, Lori, making dinner, all right? So let's not, <laughs> let's not talk about what she went through to get dinner on the table, all right, bro? <laughs> uh, I, or, or the beets. There were beets that I wasn't crazy oh. about, but now I like them. Oh, yeah. But yeah. when I was okay. a kid, I didn't like them. Dude, now, okay. I like, now I like everything. Well, but if those same beets came out of the can, had, you might not. I, I don't think I've ever had beets on Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, my. <laughs> what? Mm-mm. Really? Right, uh, what do you do to your mashed potatoes, Amber? Uh, make or purple. do you do mash? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Skins on or off? Skins always on. Always on. Yeah, I yeah. like that better. Milk in them or no? Yeah. You I'm, put a, milk I'm a milk there? girl though. Like you put milk in everything. So. Yeah. yeah. Many, I'm heavy cream. How many sticks of butter? I yeah, I, I go on heavy cream there. <laughs> how many sticks of butter? Okay, so butter's in my like three food groups I have to have <laughs> to survive. You Is know, it? butter, coffee, and a ribeye. <laughs> <laughs> and then that. potatoes. Potatoes go <laughs> oh, I was wondering where Sorry. that was. I know. Uh, so mashed or baked hmm. for Thanksgiving? No, I'm, I want mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So skin on. what Now, what potato so from the potato princess, the expert, <laughs> right? <laughs> potato princess. <laughs> what, what potato okay. should folks use for their mashers? That's a good, I mean. A red boiling potato? I say no on the red. Yeah, I'm not. And a, no on the red. No on the red. I'm down with the red. As a masher? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> what's, wrong with, what's wrong with red potatoes as mashed potatoes? That, uh, uh, but I don't. There's it, nothing what, wrong. It's just, you know. It, no, there is actually something wrong because I don't I think. Want potato, I think Brian. they're not going to set Brian, right. I want potato. Stay focused. Uh, yeah, you know, me is, I'm, I go to like a Latona, which is in the yellow, you know, one of, one of the yellow. Uh, I mean, you could yeah. go Butterball. There's a lot of yellow. Yellow. I love that name, Butterball. I know. That, <laughs> Especially on Thanksgiving. Is that Why what not? you're going to go? So for folks that go to the store yeah. and they don't know the names, okay, right? That's a good... what do they look for mm. for the best masher potato? I mean, I think Brian's right. If you're, if you're really wanting, like, the best mashed potatoes, go with the yellow, the Yukon, the gold. Mm-hmm. But if you want to mix it up, 
I mean, I even use fingerlings, so. But see, I go, I like a purple because of the, the purple's a nutty flavor. Yeah. It's a really, to me, I, I think you can do a lot of cool stuff and then introduce a little Asiago cheese or some oh. other cheeses in, into that purple potato. Yes. Well, that's what I was going to yep. ask. So, uh, uh, accoutrements, what do you put on your mashed potatoes? If anything, might yeah. just be salt and pepper. No, no, no. I like, I like herbs. I'm an herb girl. So I'll, putting herbs on there. Mm-hmm. I love Rosemary. thyme. A little bit of rosemary. Right. More of the thyme in it. It just, like, is smoother. Are you going to put a dollop of sour cream on there? <sighs> no. No? No. All right, you're holding back. It. You it want me to throw you a curveball? Butter ball? all the way. Yeah, let's hear In my ball. mashed potatoes, usually I put a little bit of celery root. And and no one, that's my one, uh, and we'll have to ask Chef when he gets on later, but celery root in your mashed potatoes is, yeah, it's one of those things a lot of people don't I know about it, that. but it's it really, it helps, it really helps the flavor. Yeah. Right, ramping. So, so interesting. Yep. Yeah, we're going to do something. <laughs> Little Rich isn't here tonight, so uh, Amber Strohauer has taken over the duties for the oh, Little Rich no. Corner. It's going to be Brian and Little Rich for the first time around in the Little Rich Corner. You guys go over there and get mobilized. <laughs> I'm going to take us to break here. Uh, it's a great night in Studio Kitchen, Colorado, and I can't wait to talk to some of these folks that are on the show tonight. I think we have... I don't know. Most of the people on this show tonight are new, uh, aside from Christopher Moore and Dustin Evans. Uh, but a great show tonight, ramping up for Thanksgiving. Hope you have holiday plans, and uh, we're going to keep it going right here. So going to send it off to the Little Rich Corner where Amber Strohauer is filling in for Little Rich. And then we'll be back in a flash to Studio Kitchen, Colorado. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, I like it. Okay. All right. Well. Can you hear me? Okay. Hey, I've got Brian here. I'm interviewing him for once, which is kind of fun. Uh, Say hi, Brian. Hello, hello, everyone. (laughs) Okay, great. So, Brian, when do you ever sleep? That's my first question. I feel like, you know, between Growers Organic here, everything else you're doing, you never sleep. That is a problem. It's like about four and a half hours usually. It's uh, somewhere in that time frame between like 10.30 to 2.30, 30 to 3. Yeah. Annie home cooks, so, you know. Okay, so let's talk about local. We've got, you know, Colorado, I feel like, gets underestimated all the time, and we've got so much local produce here, so much color and variety and uniqueness here. What would you say to that? Okay, I, I'm so on board with that because right now is this time where lots of people, I mean, this year was a hard season with the apples and, and the peaches from the Western Slope. Well, not the peaches so much as the apples because they got it rain. A lot of the orchards in the Western Slope got rained out this year. And so that was a little bit of a, a, a bummer for me because usually I'd have apples into January, February of the next year. This year we don't. But... We are going to talk about real quick is is you and all the potatoes because all year round we get potatoes. So I guess we got to go to break. And so we'll jump to that. Okay. Quadruples and tasty triples are perfect for cooler weather. We make nothing but badass Belgian style beers. Check out our social media reviews. Then come in and see what everyone's talking about. We're at 67th and Pecos in North Denver, about 10 minutes north of downtown. With the holidays coming up, we'll soon be releasing some very special beers, including our famous Belgian-style champagne beer. Planning a holiday party or family get-together? Brews Beers has everything you need to make it a great event. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. We're dog-friendly with food trucks every day. So come on in and experience some Belgian-style badassery. 
Hey, Colorado, this is Brian Freeman, owner of Growers Organic and a host on the Modern Eater Talk Show. Growers Organic is a Colorado sourcing company who provides Colorado's greatest chefs with the best organic produce. I've been partnering with local and regional farms for the last 20 years, and our returning customers know they can count on us over and over again. Chefs who receive the highest rating on Good Food 100 choose Growers Organic for their organic produce needs because we're experts at bridging the gap between the farm and the table. Join us in the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up at growersorganic.com. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? We're coming back. For my brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right, welcome back to the show. Here we are, Studio Kitchen Colorado, the Modern Eater Show, live on the air everywhere. Uh, this is really cool. You can go to themoderneater.com. Just click on the live show right there, and you can see us streaming from the kitchen. That's the easiest way to do it. If you're on Facebook, welcome and thank you. Uh, ramping up to a big show here. Uh, first... That was pretty cool, the the corner, Our little quick the, corner the, there. The That's my first time. It'll on that get thing. better. So yeah. Amber Strohauer here with us, Strohauer Farms. Uh, you, you don't mind the potato princess, do you? I'll take it. It's good. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Um, first of all, those that don't know Strohauer Farms. Yeah. Okay. So we're uh, based here in Northern Colorado, fourth generation, family owned and operated. Both my parents still work full time in it, and then me. I dig it. Uh, so, you know, mainly we're growing fingerlings and shallots, um, but potatoes, basically every potato, but like a sweet potato. And then, yeah, the shallots, which this is shallot, you, you know, time of year. So, it, Well, wait, let's go even deeper because yeah. LaSalle. I Let, mean, and that's a, like a little town in Colorado. And yeah. Did you go to school in Brighton or what? I mean, because <laughs> you were truly grew up in a very rural area. Look, yeah. at, Oh, and here we got oh, we Chef got Christopher you. Moore there, brought us some Shallots? LaSalle shallots. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I grew up in LaSalle, which is 3,000 people. Uh, um, everybody knows everybody. I, you know, hung out with my siblings every day. <laughs> well, you definitely know the one Mexican food restaurant in town. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have in LaSalle. We've got Farmer's Inn, Armadillo, Don Juan's. <laughs> <laughs> Got the burrito guy. I mean, you know, now I'm working in our packing warehouse full time, and you'd be amazed how much Mexican food goes in and out. That's yep. all we eat there. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> so that's fun. But no, I went to school in Greeley, so it wasn't that bad. And I okay. mean, you know, we're 50 miles north of Denver, so. I feel like I got lucky because most farm kids have to grow up in the middle of nowhere, and that wasn't my story. I mean, I spent a lot of time in the car when we commuted to stuff, but that's it. Yeah, yeah and you went away for a while, and now you're back working no. with the family business. What do you do this time of year? <laughs> People always ask yeah, me that, and I shouldn't get defensive. No, what do you, yeah, what, they, do you, you know, you, I, I mean, you know, farms aren't just a, you know, summer type of no, operation. No, I get it. That's why I was asking. I'm glad you asked it. Thank no, you. Uh, you know, most farms are year-round. We're year-round. Uh, we do have a packing facility, so we're packing potatoes and onions clear through the whole year but 
you know, come this time of year, you're doing so much even in the field between, um, I mean, you have winter crops, there's like winter wheat and stuff like that, but you're also making sure you're really putting these nutrients back into the soil and preparing that ground for what you're going to grow in the next year and figuring out what that's going to look like. And, you know, you rotate fields. There's, there's just a lot of work that goes into it. Can you I'd give us an overview of, of what a year cycle looks like in, in farming potatoes? Yeah. So let's start with winter, where we're at right now. Okay. So right now, um, we've basically harvested everything. We've moved all of our potatoes and onions into storage, uh, which is nice. Potatoes and onions are a storage crop. Uh, so they you know, usually can store for months and months at a time. Yeah. And it's crazy when you go into them because they're just piled high to the ceiling of potatoes. <laughs> it's millions of potatoes. Uh, so anyways, and then in the packing warehouse, this is our busiest week of the year. Uh, Thanksgiving is when retailers and food service tend to order the most potatoes and onions. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll we'll be moving the most out of there. We'll do that all winter um, in the field. You know they're they're getting things ready. I guess you'd say we're bringing um, seed in. We're not a certified seed grower, so we don't. <clears throat> that sounds like a weird thing that you can't just replant your potatoes, but that's not how it works in the industry. Um, and so we'll start planting come March. You'll start to harvest end of July, August in Colorado, and we harvest clear through the end of October. Wow. Yeah. So, t so see, they're just at the end of harvest, Greg, yeah. and this is like when, it, when anyone asks that question of a potato farmer, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I know it because I've lived it. Yeah, That's how I met her father, Harry, was because he is truly a partner to Paul. Yeah. Um, new, who's one of the, one of the owners yeah. of Growers, which was all about, so Paul grows the seed. Yeah, he and Harry, does. We, take his, <laughs> we buy his seed. So. And, it, and it's a very symbiotic relationship between, and, and it's one of the industries in Colorado that actually works really well together, yeah. is the potato farmers. Um, and for whatever reason that is, but it, they are more into the soil and more into what really is Colorado is about. And I love mm -hmm. the, the fact that Strohauer and where I think Harry Strohauer, Amber's father, is really revolutionary is, is he is trying to extend the seasons. At every level and so what he did is he looked down into new mexico where he might be able to start the season a little earlier for us here in colorado and i i admire that kind of forward thinking and that kind of entrepreneurship which he's going out there and really saying hey how can i support the market that is you know his because it, not a lot of people realize there's only a couple harvest times of potatoes in the united states and you have like the west coast which is the first to harvest back in May, and then you have what is Colorado and Idaho. And so it's, yeah. I mean, what the Strohauer Farm does is so cool with the onions, the potatoes. Take a I breath. Mean, yeah. Take a breath. Oh, <laughs> Take I a know. Breath. I appreciate that. It, it, I mean, if we could grow everything in Colorado, in a sense, we would. But like yeah. you said, there's two big reasons. I mean, there's not a lot of water and a lot of, there's not a lot of ground available. You've got oil and gas. So when and people think Colorado hemp, potatoes. Hemp has taken it is a taken. ton yeah. of ground ton in Colorado. Of, yeah. When you think of Colorado potatoes, a lot of people think of a uh, San Luis Valley. They do. and you Well, know, but this is, they come on first, Greg. They come on first. We do harvest before them. But I will say, all of us in Colorado, including northern Colorado, we all got clipped by that freeze both early in the season when you're first starting and then at the end. So... The potato market in general this year is going to be pretty short. I think you're going to see prices go up a little bit. Really? It's going to be hard to, to get what some What does stuff. a potato? I don't even look at those. What is a potato? I, I, I don't know. What, what does a potato go for per pound? 
Do you know? Oh, it depends. depends on the, the or- potato. Yeah, the organic versus the conventional. I mean, would the red. Even know? Your red in your standard potatoes, your red is probably going to be the most expensive, or red or purple. Would the yeah, um, red or purple. Would the yeah. consumer even know a price hike? Do you think? Mm, they might not see it. I mean, it might just be hitting the buyers and not a yeah. consumer. Well, and I've been trying to support around the number two potato market because there's yes. a whole thing about the fact that there's, as opposed to letting stuff go to waste, mm-hmm. what we can do is we can bring these number two potatoes into the market. Okay, I number two potato. Yeah. Everybody knows that. No, not, no, not everybody no. does. I don't, I, don't, so, I don't think anybody knows what a number two potato is. Can we talk about what that is yeah, or should we do I some mean, inside baseball? Well, this is my, I think, especially with chefs, like I love when they're interested in number twos because they're going to cook with them. And so... Number twos are usually maybe the skin, the outside doesn't look quite yeah, so super in, purple. In the industry's you know? uh, term, number twos are just the potatoes that just aren't, aren't perfect. number ones. Yeah, yeah. imperfect. Yeah. yeah, imperfect. Yeah, yeah they it's might usually, have a banter. Like I've never saying. seen a perfect potato. Oh, what are you talking about? What, yeah. What's a perfect potato look oh, like? Oh man, I, what is a perfect yeah. potato? Look well, like? it's more amber. Sim- what does okay. a perfect potato look yep. like? I mean, there's lots of perfect potatoes. Tell How me do what I it even answer like. that? I don't know. What you is probably, it? I hope I brought one. I hope I brought a perfect potato. Would you find me a perfect potato <laughs> and then show me a number two? <laughs> I, I don't know what you, you guys are talking about. Is perfect. Jay, do you know right the there. difference? I mean, listen, a number two potato to me, it has, you know, it's growing spores in my. No, no, but no, 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 like, no. No, no, no. But uh, if they do, you just rub them off. It doesn't ruin yeah, the thank potato. You, yes. But exactly. like what Brian's doing, I mean, I do think uh, typically like people who are buying organics do see what a real potato right. looks like. It doesn't have to, you know, and, and, and that's what I love about that. I mean, they're seeing, you know, sometimes they're just a little more rusty looking. I find that more beautiful. Yep. I don't know. I but, would I would say that a uh, perfect potato <laughs> is... <laughs> I haven't even got there yet. A perfect potato is the imperfections of that potato that make it perfect. Thank you, sweetheart. I like that. I know. <laughs> that wow. This is, the show's off the tracks right now. Yeah. Amber, who do you have for the, the, the Little Rich Corner, the Amber Corner tonight? Next. Who do I have next? Yeah. Well, I don't You're know. You're ready, right? Hello. Let's do, hey, Christopher Moore. Can yeah. you get on the show next Go for over one the, minute over yeah. there? Right on. Amber's got Christopher Moore yeah, from Amber. Degree Restaurant. It's one minute. I have one minute. Okay. It's, it's I'm it. sorry. So people just, know people know Christopher Moore's coming over there. Yeah. And you don't have to say, how are you doing, Chris? Okay. Because you're probably doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Just right to your first question. Let's make, what's the first question? I do have a be? first question. You do? Because he did something okay. special tonight. Nice. Something special coming up. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to break off here. We'll come back. Um, <laughs> Amber. Filling in for Rich in the Little I Rich Corner. I love it. I like that, too. And she's <laughs> doing a great job. One minute, Jay's going to direct you. You're jumping off the show right now. We're going to take a break. Again, live on Facebook, live on YouTube. You can check us out. Just go Twitter, to Twitter. Yeah, everything. Just go to themoderneater.com, and there you will see a tab that says Watch the Show Live. You can do that, and we hope you do, because we're going to come back, and Christopher Moore from the De- Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. We love this guy. He's a great chef. You're going to love what he has to show you. That'll be next right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. All right. Okay, so Chris did something so cool for me tonight, and I want to talk about it. Okay, purple, or, well, they we had purple, purple glass potato chips. Glass potato chips. Yes. That's exactly what they are. Tell me more. So glass potato chips, a, a chef, uh, 
created these back in the early 2000s, and it's it's a really cool, fun thing. Looks like you're eating plastic, but it's actually a potato chip. It tastes like a potato chip, did it not? Yeah. So I, I, I had the opportunity to actually make them with your purple potatoes and using russet potatoes as well. Different color profile, but same great potato chip flavor. Yeah, it almost even tasted like a French fry. It can, it can. Yeah. It depends on the oil. And I learned going through it is you have to actually cook it at a lower temperature than most things, like 300 degrees as opposed to 375. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun, right? Yes. How, I mean, how intricate is that to make? Um, it, it, takes, it takes a day and a half. It's dehydration and a lot of things. So a lot of fun. Well, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Sure. <laughs> I see it. Yeah, I don't have anything coming from anywhere. I mean, it's coming through. I just can't hear it. Hello, hello. Ancient and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado. 15 seconds to the library. Of traditional and organic flowers, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Arden Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at Arden. We're coming up on the library. All right, back to the show in just a second. But before we do that, I want to talk about Bread and Aspen Baking Company. Hollis and Cody Ann, our gals over there, are doing a great job bringing you the best quality bread in Denver with no preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals of any kind, whether it's a hoagie roll, focaccia, ciabatta, baguette, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes. They do everything. They also do boxed lunches. So if you own a business and you want to cater to your employees, Aspen Baking Company is where you go. It's aspenbaking.com. I'll say the website one more time. We're going to get back to the show with Chef Christopher Moore. Are you ready? It's AspenBaking.com. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeart. Sweet. All right, back. Studio Kitchen, Colorado, The Modern Eater Show. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. Little Rich Snyder in Miami. Amber Strohauer did such a great job. On Facebook, uh, what did we get? Uh, Little Rich says he's watching. Jeff Powell says, no such thing as a perfect potato. She's right. Is there a perfect potato, Chef Christopher Moore? Um, first and foremost, I don't think anything's ever perfect. Is there a number two potato? 
There is. Well, so there's grading of potatoes, but in terms of perfection, let's just take that out of the equation. Can't right? everything be perfect, Christopher? You know what? In a perfect world, everything would be perfect, would it not? Number twos right? are perfect as well. Number twos are awesome because you can do whatever you want with a potato because a potato can be used in so many different ways. I made glass potato chips out of potatoes. So are those really? I thought that was just some, plastic. <laughs> had no idea what you made those right. from. Those, it's really potatoes, just, man. We should have brought those over there. Where's George? Yeah. George, go, go grab those potato chips right there. Those are cool. Hey, by the way, Chef, I think you're perfect, babe. Oh, you know, just that. so you know. Thanks, thanks. I didn't even shave today, but thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> you look perfect with the imperfection. It is. Um, degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. Right. Right at a Metro, right at a I'd like to campus. say that's your new spot, but you've been there for a little while. I've been there for six months. Six months. How's Correct. it going? It's great. It's great. We're getting ready to switch our menu up to do uh, winter menus. Um, we, uh, we get very busy for Pepsi Center events because we are right across the street from Pepsi Center. Uh, our, uh, our valet parking fills up. Our parking lots fill up. To the point where we can't even, as employees, can't even park there. We have to park down at the Tivoli Garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, we fill up and, and people come in and rave about the food we do. And um, it's a great it's a great place. It's a great opportunity. And it used to be a, a teaching a dining teaching lab for MSU. Oh, did it really? It was, and it is not anymore. Or? No, no. So so uh, Sage Hospitality, who I work for, took it over four years ago. And uh, my predecessor, you know, did a lot of a lot of. Uh, barbecue a lot of you know local americana type cuisine um and my my view of it since i've taken it over was given an identity and I, i'm like well let's make it we've got travelers from all over the world that come to our hotel so why don't we make it like as much local colorado stuff as we can so that's why i'm trying to partner with rocker spirits and bring hold, rocker hold in. on a minute Wait, go slow because this, i mean this this really rings with us right so that local mentality right we'd like to think you got a little bit of that from us a little bit just a, just a teeny bit. bit. Right. Why is local important to you, Chef? Because um, I'm supporting, you know, through my Chef's Association, I've gone out and I've gone on tours of uh, ranchers and farmers and, you know, people who raise and grow all the products that I get to use as a chef. And without them, I can't, I don't have a job. I have nothing to work with. My medium is fickle food. But is it's it easy to have one truck drop off everything you need for the week. Sure, sure. But I'm not a chain, am I? And I'd rather source something that's that I know is grown like two hours away or four hours away. I'm not coming at you. No, no, no. I love that's everything. Here. No, no. And, I, and I, I don't. I didn't take it that way. I'm not coming I didn't, at I you. I didn't take it that way. But the idea is that that I'm supporting them because they have a family to feed, right? In this world of modernization and corporate takeovers, and you know, let, let's let's think about Hormel and, and Smithfield. And Smithfield's owned by a Chinese corporation. Do it, man. Right. Do it. So why not? Why, why am I working with someone who raises raises hogs in in Lafayette or, or Longmont? Would you rather have potatoes from Strohauer Absolutely. or something from Simplot? Absolutely. No. You know what? Little story. Yeah. My uh, my uncle used to have a meat packing plant in, in Nampa, Idaho. He was bought out by Simplot because Simplot bought all the property all around him, and he was only the rail spur. He had the only rail spur in the area. And after years and years and years, my uncle finally said, you know what? I'm going to retire and sell out. And Simplot took it over, took over his property. What so, they isn't that crazy, though? I it mean, is. It is. Are and there aliens walking around? No, no. This is, this is, this is southeast of Boise in Idaho. So there could be. Mean, you never know. Well, Snake River Canyon. What did they be. decide to do with the land? I'm sure they're still doing agriculture. Did they change the no, no, methods? My, no. So my, my uncle actually just retired. He, he retired. Um, my aunt was a, was a registered nurse, so they were good. Uh, but he just got out of the business altogether. He just stopped, walked away. The fun part about it, though, is, is Samplot does a lot of really good things for big businesses in terms of, like, 
production and ease of you know labor labor cost saving you know pre prepared things. That's fine and dandy, but if you're a chef and you're a chef-driven concept, you want your cooks to be able to do the things they're supposed to do and learn the techniques of what they're doing. That's why I'm part of the Chefs Association and teach. We're so proud of you. Right? Man. Appreciate you do, it. You do a great job. Um, food. What's the type of food at Degree? Uh, type of food is, is again, it's 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 uh, Did you continue on it's, with it's, that type of menu? Yeah, so it's, it's regional American is what we do, but we do seasonal cuisine. So right now, like I said, we're getting ready to switch to winter menus. We're taking our we're taking our shrimp summer rolls off, you know. We're putting on a, we're going to put on a, a, a coconut a coconut poached uh, salmon over like farro risotto with uh, winter vegetables, things like that. There's well, you're more into the root side of things, right? Well, it's fall, so that's yep. that's the time of year, right? So, like right now tonight, we're doing a you know my my associate my uh, coworker who's our my lead line cook. She's putting out a red curry risotto, roasted red curry risotto for everyone here. She's a rock star. She is a rock star. And uh, the fun part about it is, is that's the, the idea is that here's here's a product. Let's do something with it. Let's play with it and do something fun with it because it's in season right now. One of the hardest things in cuisine right now is because food is global, you can get things that aren't grown anymore in the summer. They come from South America because they're still in season, mm-hmm. but they're not in season here, right? Melons. I have this big thing about melons. I'm like, you know, melon season ended. Hey, thank you. Right? Thank you. Right? You can, Please take asparagus off your menu, you chefs. Can, you can when it comes from Peru, <laughs> right. it comes on a boat. Right? It's like, please. Take it off your menu. When you cut into a cantaloupe and it's as green as a honeydew, you're like, something's wrong here. Yeah. It does have no, it's your, it's just, it's, it's cellulose. It has no flavor, right? It's not a true melon. Thank what, you, what chef. Thank you. What touches have you put on that menu that are just close to you? Oh, I, well, I changed the entire menu, but I, a lot of things. So when I first got there, we had, um, seven different sides that were all fried, all fried items, and I knocked it down to one. We have, we have French fries. Like that. That's it. Just That's French it. fries. French fries. No fish and chips. So we. Right, so as as a side. So the sides. So side. Sides. Easy, I backed right? up. Mr. Greg, come on. Now. So I backed it off and I said, you know, one of my son's favorite things is a tomato, cucumber, and onion with lemon juice and olive oil and a little salt and pepper. He'll eat bowls of that stuff because it's it's fresh, it's crunchy. That's a side. That's one of our most popular sides. Fresh fruit. We're switching now to cutting apples and pears and oranges and grapes. As, That's not easy to do. But you know what? If someone orders a side of fresh fruit, we're going to cut it to order because it's fresh. That's what we want. Yeah. Right? If you sit there and watch Gordon, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares when he'd go to these places, all he talked about was you have a freezer full of stuff. And he, his mantra was getting rid of the frozen stuff and do everything fresh. There's a way to do that. Right? It's getting, training your staff to think in that mentality. Right? Well, it's it's more work, and so it's interesting. I'd love to it hear is. where you're going with this, well, chef, because right. there so many chefs are going to this thing of give me prep foods and give me stuff that I can't Easy, get the right? labor. I mean, oh, it, it, well, but it's just it's noise, man. Do it right, yeah. and you don't need to serve but, 10, 15 ounces of right. something. You can give someone six ounces of fresh food, and they're happy, right. versus having to give them 15 or you know a pound of of process. I'm a firm yeah. believer in, I, I don't believe in gluttony. I don't believe in the Americana size of over-portioning. I lived in Europe for, for a while and saw that firsthand um, and realizing, and, and that actually reflected on the way I ate and the way I looked at food. And that's kind of the way that I cook now because I cook a lot of fresh. You know, even even in, in my banquet operations, when you're doing stuff for 150 people, I'm doing all fresh. See, that's unbelievable that. to me. And how that. do you, you know, food waste is the first thing right. that comes to my head, especially with banquets, weddings, that kind of thing. I mean, I think, you know, put the cheapest food in there. 
No. That type of thing. Wrong, it's wrong, wrong. For, well, for me, it's not a, it's, it's, there's a fine balance between quality, quality, cost and quality for me. That's, that's the important thing because we have a lot of return clientele, and that I want them to notice that there's been an improvement or a change in the quality of the cuisine right, they get. So let's do this. So folks that are in the shot of our voice, again, Christopher Moore, uh, Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. He's, he's a great chef and a friend of the show. Uh, I stand by everything that you do col- on the culinary side. It just blows my mind all sure. the time. But for folks that are like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to go to Old Major or uh, Coperta or – you know, Lee Wiggins, you know, Beast, yeah, Beast and Bottle. I'm going to do that. It sounds like Christopher Moore's doing that. And okay, this is. A, tell them why to come see you. Tell, tell them why, what you, why, why to come to Degree. Yeah, because we prepare just honest, straightforward food. We're not elevated. We're not whole animal butchery. We don't have a. We're not Italian. We're. We we do what we do because, in my my opinion, it's about hospitality. When they, when guests come to the door. And I go out, and whether it's myself greeting them or a, a server or a you know, front of house member or even my cooks. My cooks will walk out behind the line and go out and say, hey, how are you guys doing today? How many? Two? You, anywhere you want to sit. No reservation? Great. And the, the idea behind that is, is making them feel comfortable. It's, it's how, they, how the experience that they, they have when they're there and then also the food and the meal that they get there. It's like I, I met a family that came for a concert at the Pepsi Center, and it was their fourth time at Degree twice since i've been there and they came in again because like we stay at the hotel all the time great place the food unbelievable and i'm talking to them, like we come up from albuquerque to come to concerts at the pepsi center there's nothing better when you go to a hotel and you actually want to eat at their restaurant right nothing nothing better, better than that let me ask you this okay and we're going to take a break come back we'll come back with you chris for more i also sure. want to get scotty on the show too i think that'd sure. be cool that'd be great uh the gm over there of uh, spring hill suites spring hill suites yeah um you know, so you t- I want to dovetail off of why. Because you touched on that local thing. Know that you're supporting local, first of all. We love local. Uh, secondly, you've got a quality chef. That's tra- I mean, your accolades as a chef is you're very well-known Appreciate that. chef. Um, so you've got the local aspect. You've got the great food. You've got the sourcing. Uh, you, you've got uh, a reason to stay at Spring Hill Suites. But at the same time, these are community people that are leading this community into, you know, you might not be mentioned in those names of chefs, but I'll guarantee you, if you go eat there, you're going to understand why Christopher Moore stands out of, uh, amongst the rest of the people. And that's what I like about you, Christopher. Everywhere you go, you put your thumbprint. You know, they say that chefs are supposed to put a little bit of them into their, into their cooking, and whether it's like skin or blood or whatever, but um, I cook with my heart. Because I want to present something to someone who's going to be excited about it as I am to prepare it for them. And I try and impress that upon my staff. Let's talk food when we come back. We and we'll get Scotty on with us. Okay, gosh, this is so cool. All right, we're going to go to the Little Rich Corner. It looks like Dustin Evans and Amber are locked and loaded. And Little Rich, I don't know, she's doing a great job tonight. <laughs> uh, this is her third try at it, and I think we'll get it down just right. But uh, we'll take a break here. Again, live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Periscope, live on Twitter, live on iHeartRadio. We're live. It's a great thing. On the air everywhere. This is the Modern Eater Show from Studio Kitchen, Colorado. All right. So we've got two homegrown farm kids here right now. Amen, sister. We've got a Montana boy. Yes, ma'am. I grew up in Montana all my life. My dad was a milkman. So my life was uh, going to work at 4 o'clock in the morning every day with my dad. If I didn't have something to do, 
with school or sports, I was expected to be home working. So, Yeah, I can relate to that. But I feel like you went in the right direction future-wise because now you're with alcohol. <laughs> Sounds a little more fun than potatoes. Well, you know, there's a lot of alcohol that's made from potatoes. You know, vodka is made from potatoes. Our vodka is made from corn. But, um, yeah, I just I, that work ethic that I learned from my father and my mother, I didn't realize where it was going to take me in life, but uh, I've had a lot of different opportunities to do things in life, and the work ethic always led me. I love hearing that. Okay, so I haven't been to your distillery yet, so give me some. I have to. I have to come visit. Drive a Firestone. Valid November 14th through November 17th. Exclusions apply. Cannot be combined with other offers. Additional fees may apply where lawful. See store for details. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's Gluten-Free Things. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalita's Tortillas. Rockalita's, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls and Tony have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, 
heath, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me now! This is the Modern Eater Show. That's right, boy! We're coming in. Now it's time for In the Kitchen. How am I supposed to keep on feeding you? Kill people? Our mics are hot. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Award-winning competition cooks and purveyors of specialty barbecue supplies right here in Denver, Colorado. ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Feed me all night long. I always hear that all night long. I just get so optimistic, and I go, I can't do anything all night long. I mean, I can sleep all night long, which is a good thing. Can I get one of these, Brian? You're not 40 anymore. No, here we go. It's a great night in Studio Kitchen, Colorado, and continuing with Christopher Moore. Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink. I, you know, I think we should set up shop, and this should be our little hometown spot. Well, this is you know? Chef Christopher Moore's home away from home, for sure. Is, I oh, mean, yeah. remember, we've been following this guy with, like a stalker like, for no, like a three, little it's while. Been, it's been a relationship for about three years. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm like a cat. Just feed me. I'm going to show up at your I, door. He walks in the door, and he goes, he goes, I'm hangry. What do you got? I'm like, nothing yet. I know. Uh, Scott Gladney, what's going on? Hey, you guys, this is amazing. I'm so it's happy inter- to be it's, here It's right now. weird, interesting, this right? I mean, here we are out in an undisclosed location near you off of Federal and Fifth Avenue. The undisclosed. That <laughs> what did I say? You gave the location. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you can find it, then, man, come on in because there's food, there's drink, there's a good time here. Uh, Scotty, what do you do over there? I am the general manager of the Spring Hill Suites Marriott on Metropolitan State University's campus. I also oversee the operations of Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink, where our uh, fantastic chef Christopher Moore is uh, leading the way there. How many times have you heard this? Let me get a room, Scotty. Yeah, I hear that too often. The worst part is, let me get a room in like five minutes. That's the oh, worst. really? Those, those are the ones I don't, I don't like those. Hey, Scotty, for the record, the modern eater, we'll take a room at your convenience. So if you you can plan it ahead yeah, of time. Like we can talk now. Yeah, you pick it out. I mean, the off days, that's you just right. you want a crowd to show off up, season. we're, Let's we're go. there. That's just, that's, I love it. Let's go. Do you need the Wi-Fi passcode? No, you're all set. <laughs> the fun part about it is, is when we have our managers meetings like every day, like we're at like 107%. <laughs> occupancy like every day which means we're oversold every day which yeah is, well, what's it's, up it's, we are busy we're very busy let's talk about the property real quick okay. if you don't mind sure. um first of all where is it located for folks that don't know yeah so just on the corner of Auraria and spear you'll find spring hill suites marriott downtown denver we are a really unique hotel okay we are uh owned by the university metropolitan state university of denver Every dollar profit that our hotel and restaurant makes goes back to the university. I love that. So this is a public-private partnership in which uh, there's only really six of these in the entire country in which a university owns a hotel, a branded hotel, right, Mm -hmm. in which all the profit goes back to the university. Interesting. I Um, almost think they need to raise their price by 10 bucks, man, because I'll tell you. I mean, (laughs) if you're at 107% every night, there's something going on there. And, I mean, I would like to think it's the food because I degree. You've got incredible food with Chef Christopher Moore. food is fantastic. And let me be honest, too, and this is something I like to always uh, share the information about. 
uh, out of 173 hotels in Denver proper on TripAdvisor.com, which I'm sure you and your audience are familiar yep. with. We are currently ranked eight. Good in downtown. Congratulations. Um, and a lot of that has to do with some of the unique things we do with service. But, of course, with food and beverage and, and our growing success at Degree, it's something I'm really proud of. You guys are four and a half on Yelp. Sorry about that, Greg. No, no, yeah. Sure. I mean, you guys are rocking it on the food side. I'll tell you what. Scotty, now, in Christopher's ethos is local. Yes. Right? Local to you. I mean, it, it's a thought. Local's everywhere, first of all. Sure. Wherever you're at. Community. Let's just go there. Supporting the community, what does that mean to you sure. and seeing Christopher? Well, you and I were talking offline briefly, and you asked me where I was from, and I said everywhere. Yeah. The first thing you said was military family. Um, so for me, finding a sense of community is important, right? I, to be here in Denver for seven years, I want to really explore those local things, not only in uh, the conversations we have with guests, but also in the food that we provide. So his passion for supporting local businesses, local farm, local, local producers, and local vendors, um, I get out of his way. Because at the, at the uh, end of the day, uh, people will value coming to Denver to have a different experience, right? But right. Do, you, do you like seeing all of the, the different vendor lists and different people billing you and you could just have it on one truck and maybe it's more expensive and, man, it's confusing, Christopher. I wish you would stop bringing in these folks that I don't know about. Is any of that ring with you or are you just the, like, the all fun, right? The fun part about it is I actually cut all the invoices, so... Yeah. I, 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 you know, I spent like two and a half hours this morning going through just, just the past two days. And it's not, about, it's not about that. It's about, it doesn't matter. It's making sure we get the quality products. Like, you know, I use Aspen Baking, you know, and that's a separate, that's a separate invoice. It's a separate code. I know it. It's a separate delivery system. I know it. And coordinating with our front desk because yeah. they deliver like, they deliver like 3.30 in the morning. Yep. My, I'm not there. My front desk has to receive it. They take the empty yeah. racks back, and, and it's a whole other coordination. <laughs> this man's not lazy. Right? No. I'll tell well, you. And that. it's the stories that you have, right? right. The, the business of hospitality is about being hospitable. Let's just be honest, yep. right? So when, when chef or any of our servers or cooks can have a conversation mm-hmm. about where some of our items come from, it, it enhances the experience, right? Yep. So that's why one of the reasons why I'm here today is to learn more about Chef's World and sure. Universe, yeah. support that. And make sure that all of us at my hotel can do that. You led me down the road of my next question is uh, hospitality. I understand that you do a little bit as far as educating folks oh, on yeah, hospitality. Oh, yeah, that's the fun part. So I've been a general manager in this industry for over 16 years, right? Uh, this role that I've had at Spring Hill Suites Marriott uh, is so closely uh, tied to the university and hospitality program that I get to teach, right? And it's a fantastic opportunity to help shape the future of hospitality. What's the number one people should know about hospitality with limited time? With limited time. Okay. There's a difference between guest service and customer service. What is it? Customer service is a transaction where I'm buying something and you're giving me something back. Guest service is about a relationship. You are building relationships for long-term benefits for both. So you get to know the person. You get to understand the person from both sides. You want, in a guest service relationship, someone to know your name. Absolutely. And our food and beverage folks do that. Everyone else in my hotel does that, which is one of the reasons why we're so successful. I'm so glad you said that. I mean, and and it truly is because anytime you have a relationship, there's opportunity at some point. Absolutely. No relationship, never any opportunity. And, And just that transaction. Most people can pull off a transaction. Yes. Let's well, Greg, he said hospitality many, versus not, customer service, man. It's, a, it's the, the, the differentiator. Right. 
What, what do you do to implement some things to be able to make you hospitable? Ah, okay. So now you're getting into the culture that yeah. I create at my hotel, and, and, and Chef's a big part of this. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Oh so one of the things that we do at my hotel is we take our fun seriously. Seriously. And then I pause and I say, very seriously, <laughs> right? If you can't have fun in the environment that you work in, you really can't be creative and, and, and explore all the things you want to professionally, right? So that's one of the main things we do is we keep uh, our, our aim on having fun and everything we do. I always say that turmoil stifles creativity. Mm. You cannot expand yourself and your mind to do other things if you're just trying to stay in your lane and be regimented and continue sure. to do the thing. You got to get those down. You sure. do quick, there's, twenty seconds. There's there's a, a statement that says um, um, when you try to force the process of creativity, you limit the process. You have to get yourself in an environment that allows for creativity to flow. And put yourself in, believe me, my, my creative moment is when I'm laying in bed wide awake at 3 in the morning and stuff's just going through my head. I did, I did and, the same thing. And, and then I get, up, I get up and I write it down and then I turn around and do the same thing. Just for more, Scotty, my goodness, I fell in love. Thank you. Just right then, you guys have a great team. We'll catch up with Tabitha in the next hour. Thank you very this much. is fun. The Green Metropolitan you, Food fellas. and Drink. We're going to take a break. Come back. The Cheers. Modern Eater Show Cheers. continues. All right. We are live. All right. So right now, I'm testing one of their beers, uh, pineapple. Okay, uh, so here we go. That's amazing. That's like a perfect, for a female, that's all I want in a beer. Just the citrus? Or is that what it is? Or? Yes. Like, I love grapefruit, pineapple in my beer. I don't know why. It just, there's something about it. Well, you know, we make what beer wants to be when it grows up which is whiskey it was i mean you gotta have whiskey i mean beer's fine whiskey's quicker you know but no so it's it's a great crafted i'm not a big beer drinker but this is the one that i was drinking earlier and i really enjoyed it so land co right land doc i had the can but i spilt it <laughs> yeah that's who it is yeah Okay, so how many different, you know, citrus varieties do you have? We, we don't. We, as far as whiskey, we just make it a base. Our, our bourbon, I don't know this beer, but our bourbon is a 70% corn, 30% wheat. Okay. We age it for three years in a number three char American oak barrel, and then we bottle at 96 proof. So, but then we try to work with chefs and our bar staff and we create cocktails that pair very well with food so citrus the acidity in citrus and then the sweetness and citrus is very critical in a great crafted cocktail too so i like that you know i lived in nashville for six years so whiskey was all we drank well, and what did, <laughs> why did you go back to the dark side <laughs> i don't know i don't know potato vodka you know yeah, your family does make the vodka, yeah. so uh, I mean, you got to help the family move some product. So that's great. Nashville, I was just in Nashville. Nashville is my favorite city, man. I love that we were there for the NFL draft, and we stayed out till five in the morning every night, three nights in a row. And for an old man like me, that's pretty good roll. But but uh, yeah, the whiskey scene down there is really good. And it is a real deal. Uh, there's a greatest distillery there in Nashville that a lot of people don't know about, and it's called. Uh, oh, now it's going to escape me. It's uh, 
the oldest distillery in the nation. And they just, they, the reason they're the oldest distillery surpassing Jack Daniels is, no, it's a distillery, young man. <laughs> young man. But uh, they, they just, two of their great, great grandsons re, uh, restarted their family's distillery. Yeah, and it is the history and the story behind it is just all authentic Americana. So, oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm missing the name right now, but I will think of it here soon. I've had a lot of hits to the head over the years. and uh, Yeah, we were, well, we were talking about that earlier. You used to, you know, you watch a lot of MMA. and I participated in some of that and college sports, and, I yeah, I've had a lot of hits to the head. So whiskey is necessary. No, no, no. <laughs> it's the oldest distillery. It is. Um, it's gonna come to you. It will come to me. My assistant, diligently working there, Jay, is going to Google it. Okay. Well, Nashville is great about kind of revamping things that um, were such a mainstay in that city. So, for instance, they have on the corner that overlooks um, the Tennessee Titans arena. They have, it's um, it's an old Perina feed store that they turned into this really cool, like, four-story bar, club, restaurant called Acme. Did you guys go there? It was right there. It was right there. We had VIP tour, our VIP passes to the NFL draft. So we were standing right at Acme, and that's where we would drink and eat. And then we'd go down, and we could go up on the stage. So I know exactly where it is. And it's the, the vibe in Nashville is so cool. It's so authentic and everything. Hey, so uh, the, uh, this is telling me Buffalo Trace claims to be the oldest uh, operating distillery in the USA. <laughs> so it's two. It's it's uh, the oldest distillery in the nation. It's number three, the three oldest, third oldest distillery in the nation now. Um, gosh, I am just so broken down that I can't think of this right now. I toured it. I met the two grandsons that started it back up. You know, it, it's going to come it's, to you. We're going to talk football. Greenbrier, the Greenbrier Distillery. Greenbrier is their, yep. I don't know. If, how long has it been open? You know where, um, do you know the, it's called the auto, the mobile portion of Nashville, uh, like where American Pickers, where American Pickers is and all that stuff. It's where they used to have a car plant. They're over in that district, okay. the oldest industrial district in in Nashville, it's super cool. You got to go there. Okay, so we got thirty-five. Seconds. The real question I want to know: Are you a Bronco fan? Then mm. we got a bat connection here. I grew up. I grew up in Montana, where we only got two stations, and they played the Raiders every weekend. So I grew up as a Raider fan. I am so sorry, but the Broncos are my team that I root for here straight away. I'll forgive you. I'm kind of a Ma I'm a Mahomes fan. I can't help it. So you know. You grow potatoes. You got to be loyal. <laughs> I love it. At nobler.com. That's n o b l r dot com. Individual savings may vary. Must meet eligibility requirements to bind a policy. Attention, future cannabis and CBD entrepreneurs. Are you interested in making some extra cash in this booming business? Then get ready. Christopher Wright, founder of the Cannabis Talk Network, is holding free training classes in the Denver area. One minute. This free training class, you'll learn Chris's five-step formula to make money in the cannabis or CBD business. From legality to funding, you'll get 
educated on all the opportunities available. If you have the desire, Chris is ready to teach you his proven formula for starting and running a successful medical marijuana or CBD business that will allow you to tap into today's modern-day green rush. So if you're interested in becoming a cannabis entrepreneur, call 1-800-991-6307 now to get your free cannabis business starter kit and free tickets to Chris's Cannabis Network class. Call 800-991-6307 now. Seating is very limited. Call 800-991-6307. That's 800-991-6307 to get your free starter kit today. This is educational information only. Denver's Talk Station, 630 KHOW. The following is a paid advertisement. The opinions, viewpoints, and promises made during the following program are not those of KHOW, its staff, management, or parent company, iHeartMedia Incorporated. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker. It makes her hot. All right, here we go. Second hour of the Modern Eater Show. I love it because we're just warmed up. Yes, you know, we, we got are. an hour behind us. We should do three hours. Could you imagine <laughs> what the third hour would be like, Brian? Greg Hollenbach, Brian Freeman, Jay Parker, Little Rich Schneider in Miami. Uh, we got Dave Avery here with us as well. And Kenyon, George, the new intern. Got to love the interns. Um, what a great first hour, first of all. I love talking to Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink because Christopher Moore, I have to tell you, anybody that actually is uh, infected by the oh. modern eater and takes these within our ethos, takes it to what they're doing there, it's such an honor for him to go local so much. And such a great guy already. And I mean, such a great guy and a great chef, obviously. Yeah. Um, I like to talk beef, right? Yes. Do you put beef on your uh, Thanksgiving table, Brian? You know, it's interesting that you say that because it's one of those things I don't, but I, I would think about it. I'll well, throw some prime rib down. Well, there you go. Exactly. Because prime rib. Because, see, some people go with the prime rib. I go with the uh, <laughs> I go with I go with the ham. Like I said earlier, I do a ham, ham and turkey on the Thanksgiving table. But um, oh, that's odd. Awkward. Yeah, it's a little bit different just because. Yeah. And it, I always do just a little. But I do two turkeys. I do one always smoked. One always baked, and then a ham, just because I like to. Do you care where your beef comes from? <laughs> do you? Why do you think I, don't I support I, their program every day? You can get their beef at Growers there Organic. There is no there every yet day. because nobody knows what you're talking about. I know. Maybe. It's my own secret. It's, you know, in an undisclosed location, you can get <laughs> their beef. <laughs> is, it, is it beef just born on the shelves at King Supers or Safeway? And it's just no, in a package no, 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 no. That's where it no. comes from? And no. Those cuts? There's I see some USDA big differentiators. Certified. You know, if you don't, I could jump right into this. I don't want to take over. I don't want to hijack things, man. Pasture perfect premium organic beef. That all sounds good. I'll sign up right now. We'll just end the segment now, ladies. (laughs) That's good stuff. All right. Pasture perfect premium organic beef, or as the cool kids say, PPOB. Oh, he's going there already. I like it. Okay. Uh, Let's introduce Kim. How are you, Kim? Good. Ah, Kim Peterson, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, Kim yeah. Peterson. And Megan, how are you? Good, good. All right, first of all, so you're you're the leader of this group, uh, right? I'm not the leader, but <laughs> I'm out there. I'm in the field. You're yes. in the field. Yes. <laughs> and Megan, what do you do? Um, I help in sales and marketing, and then I help throughout our production process as well. Megan, do you know what they say that you do on the website? Oh, 
I don't know. You haven't read that? <laughs> you wrote it. You I should know. have made the website. I should. You wrote it? Yeah. This is what you wrote about yourself? Here's what Megan wrote about herself. Oh, no. You ready for this? Oh, no. Megan is an important member of the team. <laughs> so she says <laughs> she works hard to help ensure the family farm is running smoothly. Do you? I, I like to think I do. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> so you're like the uh, smoothness operator. The lubrication the, in the, the whole farm. machine. You Keeping know? it I going. Mean. Yeah, wherever they need me, I try and fill in wherever I can. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. So, I love it. But they, they've got a great story. Yeah. I mean. Let's I, do it. Can we bring it out of you? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. for folks that don't know, tell us a little bit about the brand. And the ranch. Okay. Um, my husband, Mike, started farming in, straight out of high school, um, 1993, and he just did conventional farming. He had some cows, and then in 2005, we certified our farm organic, um, and we just had the crops at that point, grain and wheat and corn, and um, we found that in shipping our corn to in wholesale by the truckload, we would end up with small amounts left over, and there's no market for a half or a quarter load of grain. And so we decided that we should get some cows again, and we had the certification. And so it's a way for us to use our crops for our animals and keep everything at home. And Crazy. Yeah. Right? All right. So first of all... Um, Organic certification is yeah, she's certified organic. so yes. difficult yep. to do. I mean, a lot of people can do the practices, but why was it important you to have the organic certification? To have, so we're certified with the state of Colorado, yep. and that means that there's certain standards that we have to follow. There's certain rules for our crops and for our animals. Um, they have to have certain amount of days on pasture they can't have any hormones in them and same with our crops there's certain chemicals that we can't use in the state monitors and does inspections on us to make sure that we are in fact following those rules many people can say that they're organic and that may be true but we have the state certification sure. that says yes we are now you can do the practices yes everybody can do the right. practices right but so you wanted that for sale well, they stepped it up right. a notch. Right? I they mean, stepped right. it up. why else would you get that unless you wanted that for the end consumer? Right. Correct. And also, with our beef, we use a processor that is also certified with the state, too. And that's what puts us, gives us the edge over a lot of the people that have the organic beef. There's not a lot of certified processors. Here's a question I don't know the answer to. This yeah. isn't a setup. Um, does that processor need to do special things for conventional ranches versus organic ranches? Do they need to change up their methods? Do, do you know where I'm well, going Well, on that? the organic side, they definitely do. Yes, they do. So there is a day that they process only organic yep. animals. Okay. And their first thing, and they're clean. Um, they wash out their facilities, and we're the first animals to go in the morning to ensure that. And there's the inspector that supervises that as well so kim let me jump in because yeah. i got a little story oh, okay because um, i i know a little bit about you all uh -huh. and we we have been representing your meat all over town and great people well all over the state because people like josh nuremberg mm -hmm. out of ben 707 they're serving your meat every day and they love it yeah. um out in grand junction yeah um but one of the things that i thought was neat is is they were organic first, Greg. So what they were is, is an organic grain grower mm -hmm. for a very large company here in Colorado 
that that feeds a lot of cows every day. And so, and some of the deeper story that I might have, which I think is a great story is because one day there was a rejection of a load. There was, Hey, listen, this is whether it wasn't meeting a certain spec and that in the feed world, that's, there's so many little things that you were trying to moisture rates, protein rates. Mm -hmm. There's so much different things that we don't know about as the average consumer of what goes into organic feed. Well, one day this, this organic feed company said, listen, I'm not going to give you as much. And so, and this is a story that I have from Mike, whereas, and it's just, you jump in anytime and tell me I'm way off base here, Tim, but, um, but like, all right, well go pound sand. I'm going to do it. uh, Yeah. Well, and that's what it was. And they went off and said, guess what? We're going to raise our own cattle with our feed right here. And so, and what I mentioned earlier is, is this is truly the triple threat here at, at Pastures Perfect because of the fact that they are growing their feed. And they're one of the very few that grow all their own feed. They're raising those animals and they're, they're actually, it's not, it's a free range animal. They're letting them go out and graze as opposed to putting them in a feedlot. And then they're processing them right down the street. So it's pierced to alt, right alt combined here in Northern Colorado. It's one of the awesome stories. What does that mean to you? All of those things. Um, no GMOs, no hormones, no antibiotics. Yes. I mean, what what does that mean to you, and what should it mean to the average consumer? Um, it's super important to me. Knowing where your food comes from is something that I feel like has gotten lost over the years. Yep. Um, so I've always been around farming and agriculture. So to us, it's always been like food comes from, we know exactly where our food comes from. But I know that other people don't really realize that. And we're just trying to bring back that like farm to table and kind of, where people know where their food comes from. For sure. All right, let's do this. Let's take a break. I'm glad we have a half an hour with them. We'll do a whole nother segment with you guys. I want to talk about the processes that you guys use. Um, I think it's so interesting. Um, a million years ago, I think my mom might be watching. Mom, how are you? She <laughs> had one of the first organic natural cattle company 20, 30 years ago. She brought it to market. Nobody, chefs didn't know what to do. It was too lean. How do you cook it? It doesn't taste quite right. The, you know, grass-fed, grass-finished. is No, 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 not here. Grain-finished, babe. I want to talk about that. All right, cool. That's good stuff. Because grain-finished, I like it a little Uh, bit better, but it's a good grain. Oh, it's good grain. It's right here, homegrown. And even Justin Brunson likes it. Justin just chimed in here. He said, how are you? I miss you. I miss you too, Justin. Uh, We'll talk to you soon. Okay, we're going to come back and Pasture Perfect Premium Organic Beef here with us in the studio. And uh, this this is the type of stuff that I like to talk about. But I want to know how they're raising their cattle. The feedlot thing, it's an interesting conundrum. But are they going direct to market? Can you find this in grocery stores? These are all questions I have. And we'll ask them next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. No, but I've been here a couple times. All right, we're on. Okay, so uh, I actually grew up in cattle as well, but on my mom's side of the family. So we were never allowed to have chicken growing up. Like, you didn't say chicken. Yeah. Okay, so I'm a ribeye girl. I just want to know what kind of steak would you choose? Um, Mike, my husband, he does ribeye. Um, I just let him pick. He knows what to do. He's the grill master. I say you just make whatever, and he does a good job. Okay, so I have a question. Are you guys, um, we have this Colorado Food Summit coming up, and um, a lot of, they're, they're branching out. It's not just produce. We've got a lot of different Colorado products in it. Are you guys involved in the Colorado Food Summit? 
Um, not that I know of. I'm just mainly on the farm, but um, I'll ask Megan, and Megan, Megan would know. I'll make sure she checks it out. Okay, love it. Yeah. Okay, so um, the chef tonight, I'm curious what he's making with your guys' beef. I'm excited. Uh, but what's your go-to usually when you guys are cooking at home? What's like a typical meal you'd have? Um, ribeyes most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And then potatoes, vegetables, just pretty basic. I was hoping for the potato answer. That was great. All right. Well, I think that's all the time we got, but thank you so much, and I'll let you guys continue. Okay. Bye. Like to save 10 to 20 percent on your natural gas bill? Of course you would. You're not crazy. Encore Energy and Brian Rizzuto can do just that. Save you money. Give Brian a call 720-245-5771. Maybe you own a restaurant or a brewery and use a ton of natural gas. This is how you save money. Get a free savings review from Brian Rizzuto and Encore Energy. Call Brian at 720-245-5771. Save 10 to 20 percent on your natural gas bill right now. Rocker Spirits. It's a distilled seconds to library to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And if you get hungry while Ten seconds. They've got the best food truck line in town. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rocker Spirit. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second, but it's time to talk bread, and it's time to talk Aspen Baking Company. AspenBaking.com, their local bakery that is doing things the right way. No preservatives, no artificial coloring, no chemicals in any of their products. And some of their products, my favorite, focaccia bread, hoagie rolls, ciabatta, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster roll, pound cakes, coffee cakes, my goodness. And I love gluten. You love gluten? I love, I, love gluten. I love gluten, too, and I love butter, and I love sugar, and that's what makes up bread, and that's what makes up happiness. Box lunches. If you want to get something catered, get something catered. You want to go to AspenBaking.com. I'll say the website one more time, and then it's back to Pasture Perfect Premium Organic Beef. Are you ready for it? It's AspenBaking.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Ultra Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back at it, the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Also, Elon Winsel here with us. Element Knife Company. We did some good filming here in the studio this yes, week. Yes, we did. That was fantastic. Is your mic on? Throw that mic. I know I threw Jave a curveball. He's like, Greg, come on. Andy. And I'm getting him on in the in the middle there, too. Are We're getting really? him on in the next middle segment with Amber. You've got to talk about go. Element. Elon's up. There you are. Hello. Oh, there you are. Beautiful dolphin. Yeah, that was a fun that session. That was a very cool session. But ElementKnifeCompany.com, check that out. The best knives around. Best you, knives around. You are somebody that I look to as the authority, but I can't think of a better Christmas gift than knives. Absolutely. Thank you. We got all stocked up, stocking stuffers, and we're ready to go with knives for the holiday season. Cammy, you need knives? I always need knives. <laughs> <laughs> they exactly. always could use them. Everybody <laughs> can use a knife. Would you look at Elon's knives? <laughs> they're knives. They're nice knives. I'm, trust I me. Yeah, all, all handcrafted, imported out of uh, Osaka, Japan. How do they cut beef? Like butter. Like butter. butter. Like butter. Like butter. Right. Like butter. Elon Check out the video. It's on the Modern Eater Facebook page. Also, check out Element Knife Company on Thanks, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, you're doing it all. Uh, TikTok now, got to keep up with the young folks. <laughs> What's yeah, well, my kids at my house are on TikTok with your knives. Actually, right. <laughs> <laughs> hang out here. We'll talk beef. 
All right, back to the show. Here it is, Pasture Perfect Premium Organic Beef. I did have to look at the website to say the name because it's a mouthful. (laughs) But it tells the story. And I love the URL, theperfectbeef.com. How'd you get that? You paid two thousand to some guy out there. <laughs> they were the first ones in the interwebs. Were yeah. you? We were the original perfect beef. We're the, yes. we're the, the OG. Yeah, the OG perfect beef. I like it. <laughs> Let's talk about the animals. Yeah. Right. All right. So the animals are so important to me. Uh, raising cattle, and again, that's the thing that, to where the ranchers conundrum. I'm doing a lot of good things. I've got a lot of great head of cattle on, but now it's time to sell them. So should I go direct to market? Should I cut up these? premium cuts how do i sell them or should i take them to auction or do i sell them to a feed lot what's your model guys um so we we are really involved in our growing process like throughout we have everything from baby calves to steers that are just ready to finish up right now so we do do that traditional finishing process which allows us to have really great marbling Mm. in our meat and that's what we think makes it the perfect beef is because it has such great flavor. So, so well, that's what of, Justin lo- Brunson, I'll tell you, when I showed Justin their meat the other day, he was like, get out of here. <laughs> a lot and of people so, say, yeah. I don't care what you do to corn fed, corn finished, keep them in an isolated area, fatten them up, bring them to market. I don't know how many pounds would, would you want to do that? We know folks that are butchering it 900 pounds. All yeah. the way to... What's the other side of it? Oh, probably 1,400, 1,200, 1,400, right around there. Yep. Uh, you guys go from soup to nuts, right? I mean, yeah. beginning to end. Yep. Yeah, That's what the most impressive thing about this company is and, and goes down to their feet mm-hmm. as well. I mean, you put – is there anybody else that actually does this? Um, I can't think of too we're many. We're pretty unique in the way yeah. we do that, I'm pretty sure. Um, so I think we're one of the – one of the only producers that does that. Do you have any meat here? We do. Yes, we're about to get some ribeyes. They they just went on the green egg from Proud Souls over there. Do you have any that are non-cooked? It's too late. You missed it by just (laughs) that much. (laughs) They're on there. Uh, First of all, my favorite protein. Chicken is close to, but it's because I'm poor and cheap. Chicken goes in. I right. I mean, a lot of people go that way. But beef is uh, truly it is what's for dinner. I mean, that was a good thing that they put out there. You guys, um, Pierce, Colorado, yes. right? I yes. mean, so north, north of, of Greeley. Greeley. Yeah, north of Greeley, just right up there. Mm-hmm. Perfect place for cattle raising. Have you visited many cattle ranches? You no, I would certainly like to though. Oh, it's good stuff. And I have a feeling. What would we see? If we went to visit Pierce. Lots of happy cows. Yeah, happy happy cows. cows. Yeah, we have babies. and Yeah, there's babies and mamas. and Yeah. What makes a happy cow? Um, That they get enough feed that they're, I think a lot of it is that they have a lot of room to move around. Yep. So, I mean, our cows are always, I mean, when we go to feed in the morning, because me and Kim do chores every morning, they're always kind of like hopping around and whatever. I love So they're pretty happy. I love that a lot. Uh, that, that's the kind of daily day-to-day. Well, and, and when you dig into that, Greg, it's what, I mean, what they're doing is because the reality, they're letting the cows graze during the most of their life. Mm-hmm. 
and, and well, actually their whole life. And they're just giving them good, a little bit of grain to finish them, but it's the grain that they're raising. So it's the silage. It's the stuff that really what everyone else is doing in All a feedlot at dollars. the end. All I hear is dollars. No, signs. no, no, no. Like they're gr- they're growing so it. That's the difference. Do from the they're growing it. So yeah, no, 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 no. That's... Uh, what's the business plan, guys? I mean, how do you, do you put it direct to market? Do you go to the website? Can you find it at the grocery stores? What's your business plan? Um, well, we do a lot of different things. We um, do direct to customers, sure. so we do like sell to. Customers like whole yeah. halves and quarters. Sure. And then another big thing is we have a couple distributors. We work with Grow is Organic, which is really, really awesome. We're really glad to be a part of them, too. So we do a couple different things. Yeah, well, yeah they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Yeah, they're okay. So folks that are listening to the show, you know, we have a lot of chefs, a lot of restaurateurs, a lot of end consumers. How do you tell them that this is how you can find the perfect beef? Um, the best way is to directly contact one of us. Um, our contact information is on the website. We have an Instagram, a Facebook. Um, but since we are a small family farm, uh, all the numbers that they go directly to us, like I yeah. have the phone, the sales phone. Um, so you'll get direct to one of us. It won't be like you won't have to deal with a whole lot of people. It's direct. Price. Price yes. is a big thing for folks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, especially restaurants. Um, well, but Greg, let me jump in there because it's all about how you process it, man. It's all. Listen. It's about how you put the cuts out there, what you're doing with the ground. Because the reality is, is they're going to say, listen, here's one price for the whole animal. And it's up to the chefs or, like in my case, the distributor to be able to say, listen, different cuts are different prices. And I'll tell you, for an organic Grass-fed, grain-finished, reasonable, local, okay. more than reasonable. Okay, well, more so than reasonable. chefs like Kyle Mendenhall. Will he'll commit to yep. a, a half a cow, right? And, and we're talking to him, and but he'll use it all. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things is like you're sticking with us with a lot of ground beef. <laughs> Everybody wants the premium cuts. We have a lot of ground beef. How do you maneuver around that to where you know here we are with a lot of ground beef? I guess you could get a an account that makes a lot of burgers, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, how, how do you do that? Um, we're trying to kind of fill that gap right now. Like you said, we try and find um, anybody who's making using a lot of ground beef, um, a lot of burger places and stuff like that. Um, but we, ha- we do have some ground beef in our inventory right now, so, like, we did that to kind of, like, get rid of it and not get rid of it, but to use it as an example and kind of tell people, like, it's hard to tell someone that your beef is really good, so we like to prove it. And say, all right, well, then try it. How do you do that? Just taste? Yes. Taste is kind of one of our biggest sellers is because people taste it and they, they understand what we're talking about. They taste the difference. Well, and they have to work with someone, Greg, that is taking the whole animal because that's the, the, their success is based upon someone, someone else. It's, it shouldn't be their problem to deal with the ground. Quite honestly, it should be the chef's problem because – and a good chef is going to figure out a way to – I mean, like I said, Josh at Ben 707 – He's doing it. He takes a half animal, and that's how oh, he no. works it. I mean, it. absolutely. Those are dream people right there, but a lot of people aren't dream people. With a couple of minutes left, what do you do? I call it the elevator speech. And we'll give both of you. This will be fun. Both of you, 30 <laughs> seconds. We'll start with you, Kim. Okay. 30 seconds of why do you give us a shot? Why do you want to use our product? Why do consumers want to use our product? Anybody that loves Anybody beef that and loves didn't beef. get. Um, you know, we're local. We're a family farm. 
we're not some big corporation that's just pumping cows through the feedlot. Like, we're real people. We have families. We're a part of Northern Colorado community. And um, you know where your food is coming from when you purchase from us. Plus, it's organic. It's better than having hormones. And, um, yeah. Oh, my God, top that. That was, I mean, those were all the reasons, truly, why, why you would want to. But you've got an, 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 another side of things, Megan. I, I truly think that um, that was a lot said right there. And you can say a lot of the things that she just said. But why do you figure to give, give you a shot? Um, along the, everything she said. Right, yeah. And um, a big part of it is good nutrition. Um, we use good nutrition to feed our cows, and in turn, our cows are going to become good nutrition to people, too. So I feel like if you are feeding your body good things, yeah. I mean, that makes a big difference. makes happy a world cows. of difference. Yeah. yeah. Think about the meat that gets cluttered by these unhappy cows. I mean, listen, wow. I'm unhappy. <laughs> well, My but, meat would yeah. not be great. <laughs> you know, I mean, you you, you bit into me. Or you, you it's bite the into stress, meat. too. Yeah, stress. the stress. These are happy animals. All of these yeah. things just course through your muscles and your veins yeah. and, and just running around. And cows are amazing animals i mean when we went around on uh jay where were we uh corner post yeah looking at those pigs yeah those were some happy pigs man yeah i mean you know up until but yeah <laughs> <laughs> even until up until well i mean listen but you remember a- at sunnyside down in durango yeah. when we were going to that processing plant yeah the things that they do i thought i think that was just for human beings because i don't know if the animal cares but they bring them in in the nighttime, right? They give them a nighttime snack, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They they have these railings so they Tuck don't see in. anybody on the other little side. Massage. Yeah, they, they give them a little shoulder rub, you Here know. We go. What's your last meal? Yeah. Talk to them sweetly, <laughs> whisper in their ear, yeah, you know, yeah, and then yeah, next yeah. day it's go time. They don't know English, so you can say, like, dead cow walking, <laughs> you know, things like that. You know? But as long as you make it sound good, they're happy. <laughs> I don't know if Thank we end you on for that. Yeah, we end uh, on that though. Um, Pierce, Colorado. It's a great company. Pasture Perfect Premium Organic Beef. I think that this is something that the Modern Eater Kitchen needs to have all the time. Oh, babe, it's at Gross Organic every single day really? of the week. Oh, okay, yeah. So if you're a chef, just call Brian. Yes. Just if you're a chef, call Growers. You can get an incredible ground beef for a price that you can meet. Justin's about to roll it out into his. Boulder, new location. Is in, it really? Yes, in Rosetta Hall. Nice. Folsom Foods. Folsom Foods. Thank you very That'll much. Be cool. Uh, Kim, Megan, thank you guys so much. This is going to be cool. You. We're going to start a little, uh, I don't know, a coup, you know? I this think is we the should. stuff that we believe in and we love so much. But can we come visit the ranch? Absolutely. That's what we, I can't believe we haven't visited before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little farther north, uh, just north of Greeley, Colorado. I don't Pierce, know. Pierce and Alt. I met them with Gene, one of your neighbors. Yes. What about thirty yeah. miles from the Wyoming border? Um, yeah, <laughs> you can see it, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Sarah Palin sees Alaska. Day. These yes. guys are great. <laughs> exactly. Give them a shot. Theperfectbeef.com. Let me say it to you again. Theperfectbeef.com. And if you're looking for a subscription for some great food, a lot of people are doing this these days. It's very easy. Theperfectbeef.com. They're a cut above. I love it. All right, we'll take thank a break. You, we'll you. come right back. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, really so cool. All right, and uh, what's next? Oh, man, just what we need, beer and spirits. That's the next half an hour right here, 730 and 745. We're going to talk to Landlocked Ales and Rocker Spirits. That's all coming up next right here from Studio Kitchen Colorado and the Modern Eater Show.
All right. Well, tonight's good. I'm getting whiskey and beer, citrus beer, but uh, you've got pumpkin beer. Am I correct? Absolutely. Yeah, our Scythe Harvest Pumpkin Ale. Okay, so I want to know, is this ordered more by women or men this time of year? Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a super popular beer. Last year we came out with it, ran out of it before Halloween, had to hold a keg back before our Halloween party, so we decided to do a double batch this year. So uh, we're making sure we're not running out of it. Still got a little bit left, uh, getting us through the holiday season. So, yeah, it's drinking good. I love it. And I love your guys' name, Landlocked. I mean, that's the only thing to me Colorado's missing is the ocean, but we've, we've got everything. We've got it all. Um, so the name... Uh, I understand I'm not allowed to say uh, the F word on ale, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we came out with the name basically saying, forget the coast, you know, we're, we're landlocked and we're proud of it and we're here to serve you great beer. Love it. Upgrade to Dove, the bar that gives you more. It cleanses and cares. Plus it's number one recommended by dermatologists. Now that is money well spent. Dove, get more from your beauty bar. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pitmasters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pitmasters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecuing essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and support. Superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Hi, this is Lori Midson. Oh, we're coming back. A food writer. I was just told that I could put my life. <laughs> 
And you're listening to the... Are you guys making your hot? ...on iHeartRadio. <laughs> okay, back to the show right now. Is it a uh, Jeff Rourke and A-plus beverage solutions live? It is not. We'll do that on the next one. Back to the show at Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Jay Parker, you're working hard, man. How are you holding up? You're not holding up? Ow, yeah, I'm, I'm alive. I'm, I'm a lot better off than a lot. You of look people. good. Hey, look thanks. Good. hey, thanks. You look hey, good. Thanks. I feel terrible. You got a good color in I your feel face. a nice hue. Yes. Do I have a nice hue tonight? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably the uh, frustration of You're looking, are you every putting aspect lotion of, on? Or? I, I'm moisturizing with Colorado Mill Sunflower Oil, as a matter of fact. Oh, they I love to hear, hear that. that. All right, back to the show right now from <laughs> Studio Kitchen, Colorado. We love new friends, and these will be guys that... Uh, we will uh, actually dance around with for a while because Tyler and Nick, uh, Tyler Bergy, 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 dang it, he just told I me. Told you, started. literally just. <laughs> and Nick Elway here with us on the show. Nick Stafford and Stafford knows because he's here with us tonight. Landlock Ales, guys, where are you from? Lakewood. Lakewood. Yes, sir. We're in Lakewood right now. We're at uh, just north of Hampton on Wadsworth. Man, yeah. you're neighbors. Really? Yeah. Hampton right and Wadsworth, I like that. What's going on in the tap room tonight? Uh, well, we had a big event earlier. Did you? Yeah. What was it? It was a Movember run. You can't go. It's over. <laughs> well, yeah, no. That event ended. What's the next no. big event? Coming up? Yeah. Uh, December 7th. Yeah. Is what? Uh, Drink for Pink event. Drink for pink. Yep. Good for you guys. Yeah. Cancer yeah. awareness. So we uh, try to do some uh, fundraising events. I don't know, once every two months. Or I like so. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick, you did a great job with Movember. Your yeah. beard. I don't know how you did that in like. He just started. Fourteen you know, days. Three days ago. Or <laughs> that's amazing, so, man. So my friends joke that uh, I should shave in. November. Would like that be some month? Do November. you know what your face looks like? You probably haven't seen it in a yeah, while. Yeah, I got a butt chin here. That's why I keep it covered. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, talk to us about the brewery. It's great. Yeah. We've been uh, open in about two and a half years. Um, so our focus is on lower gravity stuff. So kind of lower alcohol. Um, a lot of our beers are kind of in the four to six percent. Why do I like that? I mean, shouldn't yeah. shouldn't they all? So, well, well, well you know, so there's a big debate there. Yeah, let me get I, heavy. Let's let me get, get into this. twelve. Let's, yeah, let me yeah. get. Yeah. So, well, you know, we just want to show people that you can drink a beer all day like a Bud Light, but it can actually have some flavor to it. So, uh, we just want to show people that you know our beers are great. They might be low alcohol. It's not always well received, but. Um, you know, that's what Speaking we're here to that, do. Not always well received. We have learned that we need to have some. So we mix it up a little. bit. Well, let me go. <laughs> let me go to a place on that, guys, because the reality is, is do you think anyone except people in Colorado? We're we're a place that we used to have a three-two law, and we were one of the only states in the country that had that. Because I'll tell you, the average guy or gal is not looking at what the percentage is except in Colorado because if you were going I to look for flavor I you're right I don't do yeah that. I look for flavor I look for taste beer the whole um so that's not do you, a big do you are you buying into my because I believe it in Colorado is the only place that people are sensitive to an alcohol level because most people listen unless you're in Europe and you're drinking these much stronger you know six percent most of them are six percent beers over there um I have a feeling these guys would just drink spirits if they wanted, you know. Would you now? I mean, what's your favorite? Both of you on the spot. Favorite what? Favorite spirit to drink. Is it beer? Is it wine? Is it 
uh, distilleries. Distil- oh, I drink everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Approachable beer. I, like. I do enjoy a good beer that's a lower alcohol that you can enjoy, several of them, you know. So let's just look over at this. Over and over, you know. Here I am on their website. But, yeah, but we have an offering now where there's lower ABV and there's higher ABV. All right, so number one starts out. So I'm look, here it is on your website. This is you guys, your beers. Number one, I see hard seltzer. Uh, Wait, let's talk about that. Hold Open on, that no, door. No, no, Open let's the go. door. He's Whoa. waiting for that. He's waiting for I know, I and I have been. I want to talk about it because I actually you poured me something that I like, and I want another. Well, so. yeah, but you know, was, I mean, truth be told, Brian. You thought it was? It was the hard seltzer. Yeah. Yeah, he brought over us a couple of uh, whatever you had, raspberry. And I wish I had more. They said, actually, I said, how is it doing? Are you selling much of that? And they're like, we drink a lot more than we <laughs> Yeah, I think we've drank a lot more than we've sold. Um, uh, yeah. And Everything I see on your good. beer list, on your website, and I think, what do you have, about 12 rotating taps here? Yeah, yeah about 12, yep, 12. Yeah. Yep. Everything I see is just delicious, like these are tried and true beers. Right. right. Yep, yep. Am I right? I mean. You're you're not doing anything. I mean, uh, aside from the pumpkin, is that seasonal? The yep. pumpkin seasonal. Yeah, seasonal. Yeah. So we so have a lot of seasonals. Do you? And we rotate a lot. Yep. You know, we have like four or five constants. What do you uh, have in the, like an experimental? Uh, I mean, how are you brewing? We don't care uh, if, if, if if we're committing to it. We're going to do a full batch. Yeah, yeah. It takes eight hours to brew ten gallons. Or Stafford, you're the brewer. Are you the brewer? No, we do it together. You do it together. It's a two-headed monster. And how guys, big is your barrels? You guys both own the company. You both own the company. Yes, sir. And my wife. Yeah. And your wife. Yep. Yeah. So the one that keeps the books. Yeah, and she does the accounting. On my, yeah. yeah. She keeps it square. And, uh, we had to buy out my ex. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are good, and this is what Colorado is all about. And breweries. Uh, so fear. Fear of being the brewery that can't make it anymore. Is that there, or are you guys over the... Uh, it's there. It's, it's, it's yeah. a real thing. It is. Sure. And especially seeing as as many that are closing. Um, I think a real problem that happened back in, like, 2014-ish when we were looking for a place um, that a lot of these places signed leases that were a little too short. Um, so now they're getting into the hump that they're about to renew a yeah. five-year lease, yeah. and they're just getting kind of screwed out of... What does that look like for you guys? So we uh, signed a 10-year lease with an option to extend another 10, um, and that's all been mapped out. So we're sitting in a pretty good position. As you guys were committed. Yeah. I like that. They're no, like, listen. All in. All in. Yeah, I like that. Well, I mean, you sign a five- or a 10-year lease, it doesn't If you go belly up in two years or seven. Oh, it matters it because you'll have something on your in. credit there forever. Landlock yep. Ales, these guys, um, yeah, credit for it. <laughs> credit. Oh, that's a good one, Brian. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, so you guys are, are Brewing Bear's distribution model. And a lot of times, you know, the Brewers Association would say 80% tap room. 20% distribution. Where do you guys fall? I think that's uh, right generous um, towards the distribution. As far as our side goes, um, I would say we're more like 95% taproom. Sweet, yeah. because um, that's like the model. So like you it. obviously have a neighborhood of people that Absolutely. love you. What yep. is, yeah. Talk about your neighborhood. Well, that's what Great. we're relying on, and that's the way that's the that's the way that things are trending towards is the neighborhood brewery for sure. A lot of these 
large regional breweries are cutting back a lot because um, the distribution is people aren't as brand loyal as they maybe used to be. Um, you know, as far as buying things in store, they want the next popular thing, and so the neighborhood model has really helped things in that fashion. Um, so yeah, yeah, we have a. A lot of regulars. A lot of regulars. You almost Very said loyal. something done. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> guys, here's what I love to do. All right. With limited time, I want you guys to just full on go. There's a lot of people that drink beer that listen to the Modern Eater show. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of people that love Colorado breweries. Why should somebody come see you at Landlock? 30 seconds. <laughs> Fire it off. Okay. There we go. So, uh, like I said, the low-gravity model, we're here to be your neighborhood brewery, um, and we're here to be someplace that you can go and drink a few of. You know, we're not here to knock you on your butt with one or two pints. We're here to be the place that you go to and hang around, and we're local guys and love chatting with you, and we've got great regulars, and we love keeping that up. So, yep. Dog-friendly. Dog friendly. Oh, that's good. Yeah, nice. Denver, bad, bad. Oh, and tell us your location. Where bad are we going? Denver. We're at uh, Wadsworth, just north of Hampton, 285. Um, I mean, Eastman and Girton. You said nice. local guys. Where did you go to school? Well, okay. <laughs> That's me. We, we, we live here. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised, Littleton Lakewood, graduated from Bear Creek High School. There Bear Creek. Is. All right, cool. Right on the creek. You know Jay Johnson? Yeah. You know Jay? Yeah, Bear Jay Creek. Johnson. Yeah, Bear Creek. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All in the family. I love this. First of all, I'm in love with your beer. And that's where it begins and ends with me, is yep. the beer. As uh, it should. Yeah. Keep going with that. Can we do a little collaboration beer? Oh, Since yeah. you guys just yeah. don't care. Absolutely. Let's do a modern eater beer. But I got some ideas. So, yeah. But it's got to be talk. low gravity. We got to talk. We got to talk. You like that? Oh, good yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, these guys talk. are yeah, actually. You and I, baby. These We're guys talking. are really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the beer is here. And uh, Landlocked Brewery. Landlocked Ales. Dot com. Landlockedales.com. It shows you. It's a great website. It shows you their beers. I wanted to talk about hard seltzer. Can I do this with you guys? I want yeah. to do a hard seltzer segment. Can I have your return? Sure. Hell yeah. I can't believe what's going on with hard seltzer. Uh, we can you're afraid. We you're can shy. I can't believe He's a shy guy. Come out of the closet about it, man. Will the, no, will he the likes it. He just doesn't want to admit it. Will the Brewers <laughs> Association ever recognize hard seltzer in a category? All right. They're telling me to break. I know. Jeez. Stick around, you guys. We're going to do that. We're going to do a follow-up. and Probably next week, too, if you can do it. Uh, Saturday nights are tough. Amber, I'm sorry. Jeez, she's like, but you want to see go this? Go to me. <laughs> go to me and do this now. All right, we're going to take a break. Booze and the News up next. All the booze news you can use. And Dustin Evans from Rocker Spirit to the Little Rich Corner with Amber Strohauer right here on the Modern Eater Show. All right. So I feel like the only people that work harder than farmers, chefs, you guys work incredible hours, and Chef Cheeto, you're everywhere. You're doing everything. But... One thing I want to talk about in particular is what you guys are doing at the Pepsi Center. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Uh, do you mind talking on that? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh, yeah, we're trying to do everything local. We are supporting local farmers. And I got that idea because of this show. It's Craig's, Jay, Little Rich. I'm trying to implement that into a huge, huge business. I mean, it's a $45 million business. And hopefully we can do the whole building you know as much as we can do so uh, i'm pretty excited about that the whole company is excited uh we are uh, with the legends company it's huge 
And um, so yeah, that's one of the cool things we're doing at Pepsi Center. I mean, it's just a game changer, and you guys will really be first in the sports arena to be doing this. So, And your players get organic, local produce already, so love it. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Get your feeling fresh, cool, and clean. Go by. Respect the sweat. Use it directly. Hey, Colorado chefs, Brian Freeman with Growers Organic and the Modern Eater Talk Show. Do you care about where your food comes from? I do. Do you want loyalty from customers who care about that as well? I can help by providing top quality organic produce with reliable delivery, knowledgeable sales team who genuinely care about how food is grown, transported, and served. Chefs, Growers Organic will ensure you have excellent ingredients for your next James Beard dinner, your nightly specials, or your regular menu items. Join the organic revolution and go organic with Growers Organic. Look us up online at growersorganic.com. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, Cold Press in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a second. But uh, do you want to put some tap systems into your I restaurant? I love it. Why not, Jay? I, well, I, that's right. Why not? There is no why not. There's only why. Well, Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, a lot of times uh, restaurateurs, bar managers, they'll try and cut corners. Mm-hmm. Cutting corners is not what you want to do when it comes to pouring delicious craft beer. That's right. The brewer wants you to taste the beer exactly how they brewed it. But a lot of times, uh, you know, Jay, you've poured a lot of beer in your lifetime. Yes, I have. Uh, so you know, you know what you don't want. I'll tell you what you don't want. Let's what? just start. There. You don't want foam. You don't. No. Why? Because foam is the devil, and foam is money. And what are you doing when you pour in a fish of beer? Well, you're pouring your money down the drain. Yes, you are pouring your money down the drains, Dustin. You would never do that, would you? I don't. I don't. I take a bath. I take a <laughs> bath on my money. Call Jeff Rourke in A-Plus Beverage Solutions. He's a man 20 years in the business. What does he do? Installs tap lines at some of the best places around. And if you are tasting a delicious beer, probably it's coming from Jeff Rourke's tap lines. Uh, Give him a call. Here's what you want to do. 720-272-3809. Wait a second. Bring that back to me. 720-272-3809. That's Jeff Rourke, A-plus beverage solutions. He's the guy. If you need to do maintenance on your draft lines, if you want to add a line, whether it's water, kombucha, coffee, he can do it for you. He is the authority of draft lines. His name's Jeff Rourke. It's A-plus beverage solutions. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and a a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Makes it hot. Booze in the news, all the booze news you can use. I'm not going to do the show until Tabitha comes up here. Tabitha. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop. Tabitha, I'm going to stop the show. Don't make him stop. Up, uh, we're yeah. bringing up some support. I like Tabitha. it. I like oh, it. That has, he, there she is. Hello, nice, Tabitha. All right, so Tabitha is. Tabitha. 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 
Welcome, welcome. So much support. Dustin's micing her up. I like it. This is what's cool. This is what you call hyper-local community. We're family. You just don't even know it yet. <laughs> and we'll probably be the family you don't like. But yeah. that's okay. Already? You started that way, yes. Dinner, though. <laughs> Holiday dinners. <laughs> Holiday dinners, the whole nine yards. It's about, you know, as we were talking to um, Christopher Moore from Degree Metropolitan Food and Drink, this is an easy thing. But the food thing is, you know, I love food. Don't tell Christopher this. But I love the beverage program. Degrees, beverage program, you guys are doing a lot of great things down there. What's going on? Well, we're trying to incorporate a lot more Colorado products into our amazing yeah our program. Um, we're doing a tap takeover with Spice Trade Brewing, which is going to be really fun. Our friend Jeff. Oh, yeah. 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 Where are you Jeff's going wrong? Um, so we're going to host that on November 30th. So that'll be fun. We're going to have a lot of their beer. We're going to do some food pairings. What's wrong with that? Do you like spirits? Yeah, bourbon and whiskey's next. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like spirits? I like it, Tabitha. Now, we one like thing that I think would be cool to be in your position as a job is to see new stuff come in. But it's overwhelming sometimes. What do you look for as Dustin Evans joins us from Rocker Spirits? Hello, Dustin. Good evening. Good to see you. What do you look for when you're looking at new spirits and, you know, you're tasting things? What are those things that you look for when you're going to bring in a new product? Um, well, the first thing that I notice is obviously the bottles. Um, the aesthetic is really cool. I really like the product that you guys brought. We were commenting on all of the labels and how unique they are. But then we like to see how they taste in the cocktails and on their own. What are some of the cocktails you're serving down there? Old-fashioned, of course. Old-fashioned, of course. We have to do that. Um, we have a drink called the Metropolitan right now. So we're really? looking for a really good local brandy to feature in that drink. Um, we focus mostly on classic cocktails that we're trying to bring back. Like what? Uh, Jay, Rob Roy, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, that's right, the Rob Roy. Right I now. said most bartenders should know Rob Roy. Jay and Jay says, does never want to make that <laughs> ever you know what Rob career? Roy is? No. Oh, you don't. Uh, okay. That's next. Time and time again I went because the original bet was this. And, Brian, it's not that I don't make them. I mean, I didn't even know what it was. But Greg says uh, most bartenders would know what a Rob Roy is. And I say I disagree with nowadays. I mean, depending on where you yeah, go. And, and, you know, so they'll know what a Rob Roy is. But nowadays it's, you know, it's a, a, a green tea and it's the, uh, you know, a bunch of other names. that. I, I thought it was just pretty basic, like a vodka tonic. Well, they still make those. <laughs> hey, How about this, Greg? You know what a Cuba Libre is? Uh, yeah. What yep. is it? Yeah, something uh, Spanish. <laughs> Probably got tequila in no, it. Rum, baby, rum. Is it rum? It's a rum and coke is it? with a lime garnish. With a lime. With a lime. Yeah. All right, you got so. to do that. Dustin Evans, Rocker Spirits. What do you do? Okay, so you're meeting new friends. Here it is. They're open to things, you know, taste. How do you introduce a new spirit to them to where they were like, okay, yeah, I'd like to give this a shot? I just like to go in and just tell us who we are, where we come from, and and then let our spirits talk to them. Um, I think what what we do with our bourbon, it's a very approachable bourbon. Like I say, it's seventy percent corn, thirty percent wheat, and we bottle it at ninety six proof. And some people get scared of the higher proofs, but higher proofs are actually cleaner because they don't run the heads, or excuse me, the tails runs out of them and, and contaminate that that distillation with lower quality products. So I just let our product do all the talking. We have a saying down at Rocker Spirits. 
we let a whiskey do all the talking. You keep on rocking, rock your spirits. So, uh, we love cool local brands, obviously, as you've seen here. But Rocker Spirits is one of those innovative. Now, they have a lot of cocktails. So at a distillery, I don't know whether you know this or not, but they have to use all the ingredients that are produced from that distillery. So, Correct. It is, it is a curtailment of our liquor license that we can only use products that are compounded within our distillery. So we can't serve beer or wine. We can't do a true uh, Manhattan because we don't have the vermouth. And different things like that. But I, I love that we're not like everybody else. That makes us unique. And um, it, it, it forces us to be creative. Yeah, what John does. When you see the faces of folks like this, um, you know, you see Dustin and no, his passion. For, me. No, I'm not judging you My at all. Face. Uh, the, the passion that he has for his product and his brand, that's the type of stuff. But how do you tell that story to the consumer? Can you? You can. I think so. We like to spend a lot of time with our guests. We like to really enjoy the experience and have them enjoy the experience with us. So I think that by getting to know each other and kind of totally. finding the backstory, then we have a little bit more to talk about. I think you're so spot on with that. Now, Dustin actually makes a lot of great cocktails at his distillery. Heard. Have you tried any of them? I did just a little while ago. Which I tried one? His, um, old fashioned. Oh, really have you, not the Admiral's Daughter. She tried the Admiral's Daughter. She oh, tried she to kill Dill. Hold on. Let me get my list. She tried. No. <laughs> no she tried what I brought tonight, and uh, it was uh, just nice to hear her take on what we do and what they do. And and I I think if you think you've figured everything out in this industry, you're you're right. you're pretty yeah. uh, self-contained or self-absorbed. It's nice to hear other people's opinions and their takes on stuff, and that's how you learn. I can't wait to see how you guys collaborate. Patty, you're a bad influence on me. <laughs> we, <laughs> we love these. Tabitha, you did a bang up job. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Was not hard at all, was it? No, Let's hear for Tabitha. Yeah, Tabitha. All right, we're going to end this thing. Thank you, Jay Parker. Thank you, Brian Freeman, the whole cast and the crew, Christopher Moore. It's great. Amber Strohauer, Little Rich Schneider. We'll see you back here. Dave Avery, Kenyon George, the whole cast Pastor's and crew. perfect. We'll see you back here next Pastor's week. perfect. On they the finished their cattle with show. corn. They're going to love our whiskey. This is the busiest time of the Thank you.